Reclusive writers, curious cats, and a bond to last a lifetime. We watched My Roommate as a Cat, and we're here to once again answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Quiet Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you, as always, is me, your host, producer, Weave of All Trades, and overzealous book editor who just wishes your cat loved me as much as I love it, PJ. And me, your friendly little brother cat who got adopted by someone else, Skylar. And joining us today once again is our friend and longtime roommate of a cat, Noelle. What up, what up? <laughs> well, in case you forgot, it is Redo Month where we are redoing our first three episodes and revisiting a lost one. And today we are wrapping up the month with a revisit to an episode we recorded but lost to the audio quality gods as we have Noelle watch My Roommate is a Cat. Well, Noelle, why don't you tell me, based on the name alone, what did you think this anime was going to be about? So I know that usually I do, like some wacky deep dive uh, just based on the name. But this one, I didn't really go too far with it. Um, I thought it was pretty straightforward. I figured whomever's perspective this anime is from clearly lives with a cat. But like, let me be clear, like it's not just I have a pet. Like this cat has responsibilities. It probably pays rent somehow. Um, I think it has a spot on the chore wheel. Like it has to contribute to the household. It's not just like a little kitty that I feed and hangs out in the house. So it's like full on, you know, like college roommate vibes. Yeah. You know, when I think about my roommates when I was in college, um, not all of them, but, you know, some of them we would find on Craigslist and it was, you know, not great. (laughs) They don't contribute. They're not helpful. (laughs) They're always in the places you don't want them to be. And, you know, maybe maybe it's like that. Maybe it's just stories about cats as roommates. I don't know. See, I've had roommates who I would like attribute to be like cats, like roommates who like were super like to themselves, rarely came out of their room, but paid their rent on time. And like once in a while, they'd make an appearance to come eat and then like leave again. And I was like, wow, that's that's the roommate cat right there. Yeah. And they like regularly get the zoomies at like 11 p.m. or something where you're just like, what <laughs> is that noise? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I think that's a pretty great uh, prediction. Once you saw the poster, did your thoughts change at all? Or were you like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, still. In all due fairness, it's a lot of just really excited people holding cats. So no, but I did figure that um, maybe this was in the perspective of a cat because via the poster, it just kind of looked like the cat in the middle was, the you know. focus. Yeah. Well, then let's talk about these excited characters on the poster. So why don't we start in the back, a little to the left. We have this brown-haired man in a pink jacket. I thought they were all teenagers, like just in high school, um, because all anime is about children in my mind. And um, so the guy in pink jacket was the class goofball. um, And I thought that like... I had built up the story in my head that this cat is just kind of a part of their lives because he's, you know the roommate and um so i just thought this cat like he's at this school he's making friends with all these people and so pink goofball jacket guy really likes i had named the cat leon really likes leon because he taught him some like sick pranks to play on the teachers and that was the vibe oh, that i so got he's from like him a school cat like it's not or is he a student question mark he's a student uh okay so we have my classmate our... is a cat my classmate is a class. Well, I mean, again, if we're going college e, high school e, I'd say more college e, uh, classmates and roommates constantly. Right. That's how you meet them normally. Yeah. In class. They don't have Craigslist for cats. <laughs> cats list. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> you find a lot of cats on Craigslist. That's true. But can you find them as roommates? Probably. She's got Are you, you looking there, hard Skyler. enough? <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, why don't we move on then to this red-haired man in the blue sweater vest? He looked like he was a jock. And I I was thinking, like, Leon probably worked with him and coached him on some, like, game-winning football plays. So he's, like, really respectful of Leon's time because he made the jock, like, a school hero. Is it because he taught him, like, how to have, like, cat light reflexes on the field? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, no one had ever <laughs> seen plays like this before, and it was just really um, imaginative and ahead of its time. The rum-tum-tugger defense, if you will. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. He was a he was a curious playmaker. <laughs> <laughs> um, this man in the white button-up holding a cat. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Guy in white shirt. Um... I figured I had really like 
struggled with figuring out this guy's vibe. And he's holding a kitty. So I just thought like maybe Leon and the orange and white kitty were really good friends. And so they would hang out. But the only way to like get to each other's house is, I mean, they're still cats, so they are limited. They can't drive themselves. So I assumed that like he would always ask his roommate for rides. And that's how he and like the main guy probably knew each other because the kitties wanted to hang out with each other. So he was just kind of like essentially the orange cat's driver roommate. If that makes We've sense. all had that friend that needs someone else to bring them places. So you kind of end up hanging out with that person, but they're not an actual part of the group. Right. Yep. And I had that in college. So, yeah. Yeah. We've all <laughs> definitely known that one person that you kind of hung out with situationally. Right. Right. That's like, so sad. <laughs> well, I mean, it happens especially a lot when you're when you have like a friend that gets into a new relationship, but the their boyfriend doesn't mesh with the group or girlfriend doesn't mess with the group. So like they come and hang out, but like they're kind of just there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, then why don't you tell me about that orange and white cat that he's holding? Um, honestly, this is so awful because I gave very little thought to the cats in the hands. <laughs> Wow, um, <laughs> I was like, you know what? Noel's going to put so much thought into these cats' personalities. I I truly feel that I have let myself down um, because <laughs> I just I mean, the poster. I just feel like I've I've gotten some real good posters that give me so many context clues to the the wild world that I've made up. And in this one, I'm like, oh yeah, there's cats in, in people's hands. Um, <laughs> well then we'll move on then to our next human character we have this pink-haired girl holding a kitten i wrote down that she totally wishes that she could date leon like she has a crush on him like the cat yeah just the way she was looking at him and then um i didn't like write this down but part of me was like is this one of those worlds where they had they had a kitten like because the kitten she's holding oh my god looks like leon but i didn't like I don't know. I didn't roll with it, but it did pop in my brain for a second. You've, uh, you know, posited that this girl might have had an ancestral relationship, uh, not ancestral, a bestial, bestiality relationship with Leon and had uh, a teen pregnancy. PJ, yeah. it's called Jukon in anime. What is Jukon? <laughs> bestiality. Oh, I love that Skylar knows the name for bestiality in Japan. <laughs> Says a lot about her as a person. <laughs> so then, uh, obviously, we're just going to roll with... Oh, we're not going to roll with because you didn't stick with this. But there is an alternate reality of this where we are saying that this little kitten is Leon and pink-haired girl's uh, abomination, abomina- Obama baby, which is an abomination baby, or a baby of Obama, one or the other. <laughs> I just like to keep my options open, you know, like, I don't know. Just like to throw a few out there and see which one catches. <laughs> and then uh, let's move on then to the black haired man holding a book. I thought that he lives with Leon um, just by his proximity to main cat jumping in the middle um, and just kind of how he was like looking at him like, oh, you. And so I thought maybe Who else he... but Leon. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's that's my roommate. Um, and I thought like he probably had to help him put his bow tie on because cats notoriously aren't great at dressing themselves. So, yeah, I think I think he is Leon's roommate. He is the one whose roommate is a cat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, I mean, I know you didn't put too much thought into the other cats, but can you tell me a little bit about Leon himself? Yeah, he is a jack of all trades. He's a cool ass cat saving the high school one lesson at a time. That's probably the only cat I did give thought to. <laughs> so he's Zach Morris, the cat. He's Cat Morris. Yes, yes. Oh, I would watch. <laughs> I would watch an all cat Saved by the Bell. <laughs> the bell is like the bell on their collars. the The special episode is catnip and not like caffeine pills. i'd watch that all right well i'm very excited to see how deep we go with this kind of like high school coming of age story involving humans and cats sharing the same kind of social status yet not at the same time i'm very curious to see the dynamics and form from it basically and see if the uh cat abomination kitty child is real yeah it's like that movie uh what is it sheep that came out where like they give birth to like a sheep human hybrid oh oh 
I hadn't heard about that. It just came out like a few months ago. It was like a whole thing. I never watched it. So like if you've watched it, our listeners, and you're like, that's not what that's about. I'm sorry. Make them make better trailers. <laughs> Is that that same TV show that was on Netflix where the child's like half deer or something? No, that and... one's that that's Sweet Tooth. Oh, is that not kind of the same thing? I don't, I honestly couldn't tell you. I don't know what it's about either. Me neither. But according to the trailers, they're the same thing. <laughs> they're the same thing. So this is, you know, sweet tooth, sheep, you know, abominations all around. My, my roommate had sex with a cat and gave birth to an abomination in the anime. <laughs> so let's see just how far into that theory uh, we go, how accurate it was by watching episodes one and two of My Roommate is a Cat. And we'll be back with Noelle's thoughts. So stay tuned. All right, we're back. We watched episodes one and two of My Roommate is a Cat. Noelle, tell me, what did you think? I really, I did enjoy it. It was nothing like I thought how it was going to go. It just had really different vibes. Oh, yeah, just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I thought it would be more lighthearted than I perceived these episodes to be. I mean, (laughs) the first one literally starts with um, Subaru's parents passing away and going into it assuming that they were teenagers. I was like, oh, my God. But then I realized he's just kind of a leave-me-alone adult who is a, you know, really popular and well-liked mystery author. I don't know. Yeah. I just didn't expect it, but I enjoyed yeah, it. <laughs> it definitely has a lot of emotions. Uh, I do want to pa- like, uh, kind of interrupt today's <laughs> broadcast. Uh, Skylar has just sent me a listing from uh, Anaheim Craigslist where someone has put the, the uh, Craigslist post, Black and white tuxedo cat looking for roommate. I wonder who could have made this post, Skylar? I'm guessing a black and white tuxedo cat who's looking for a human roommate. God, you know, it's almost <laughs> like maybe you made this Craigslist post. It's weird how PJ, the location... I am not a black and white tuxedo cat. I, I'm just saying it's so weird. Not a tuxedo, it literally, nor am I a cat. It's so, it's so weird because, you know, Craigslist tells you how far away it's looking <laughs> for people. And it says it's less than one foot away from me it's so wild how this post has come to be so close to us it's zero one two zero zero feet away uh so it's uh, a twenty thousand five twenty thousand and five dollars for a one bedroom uh well uh yeah i mean there's no way that this was not made by sky that this was made by skylar this is definitely made by haru herself Looking for a roommate to prove to Noelle that uh, cats do look for roommates on Craigslist. There you go. Point proven, Haru. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> but before we... Uh, <laughs> but with that said, let's get into some housekeeping. Not the house that Haru is looking for for $20,005, <laughs> but just the anime that is My Roommate is a Cat. So My Roommate is a Cat is based on the manga by Minatsuki, released online in Comic Polaris magazine from June 2015 to present with seven total volumes. The anime was directed by Kato Suzuki and was done by Studio Zero G for ATX from January to March of 2019 and ran for 12 episodes. My Roommate is a Cat is known as an Iyashike, which is a subgenre of Slice of Life. It is meant to portray characters living peaceful lives in calm environments to provide calmness and healing to the audience. It literally translates to healing type. Uh, And it's just supposed to be like something that just brings, you know, joy and happiness to you while you're watching it. With that, let's jump into episode one and two. While visiting his parents' graves, novelist Subaru Mikazuki has a chance encounter with a straight cat and brings it home to live with him. He watches the cat behave in unexpected ways, leading him to come up with all kinds of ideas for his next novel to share with his new editor, Atsushi Kawase. While working nonstop at his novel to meet a deadline, the cat starts scattering food on the ground and scratching the door to his room. The cat reacts angrily when Subaru tosses the scattered food into the trash. The next day, the cat scatters food again, and Subaru overexerts himself, causing himself to collapse. Concerned about him not answering his phone, Kawase breaks into Subaru's home to wake him up, and Subaru sees that he ate the scattered cat food. The events of the episode are then told from the cat's perspective as the cat followed Subaru because he had food. Unaware that cat food is not intended for human consumption, she offered some of her own food to return the favor after seeing him working hard without eating, and got angry for wasting it as food was hard to come by while she was astray. In episode 2, the cat sleeps on Subaru's laptop, preventing him from working. Hoping to get her off by offering her food, Subaru finds out that he is out of cat food. He reluctantly goes to a store and then a pet shop, where the clerk, Nana Okami, asks him several questions about his cat, including what the cat's name is. After Kawase phones him to name his cat in the novel, he begins to think about names for the cat. 
He returns home and finds a cat nestled in his reference books. After Subaru speaks out a bunch of random names, he gets a reaction to the name Haru, which is connected to a book he had when he was a child. From Haru's perspective, the laptop was a warm place until it powered down, leading her to discover Hiroto in the apartment dropping off food and the box of reference materials. Her reaction to the name came from the name of a girl who once fed her, and ever since, the name became synonymous with food, and that's episodes one and two of My Roommate is a Cat. This anime, Noelle, is important to me because uh, for years, um, you've known us for a bit, I've been asking PJ for a cat, and he was always like, no, because like, lease issues, but also he just didn't want a cat. And then after watching this anime, he was like, okay, I guess we could get a cat. And then I immediately went out and got a cat. Ambrose was after this anime. He yes. exists solely because of this anime in our lives. Oh, that's like, pretty awesome. That's a real story. I remember you explaining this anime to me in the car, and then I completely forgot about it. I'm so sorry. And then when PJ told me that we were watching this, I was like, is that the one Skylar was explaining? He's like, yeah. And I was like, I don't remember anything. I was like, well, that's a good thing, though, because that means we can do it. <laughs> we were counting on that. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Ambrose was really cute. I remember when he was just a little baby and PJ let me come over and we like talked strategy on how to pick up kittens. It was a good time. (laughs) Yeah, I was very scared to pick up Ambrose when he was a kitten. Versus me, who's like throwing him in the air and cuddling him (laughs) to my face. (laughs) Who's a baby kitten? Toss. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so kind of to this anime's like kind of point is it's so deep but also very surface level and just like the very sweet way like i don't know you get a lot of very sad moments and even just episode one and two and they don't necessarily stop as you go along but it's such an also just delightful anime you have this very loving bond that starts forming very early on between us uh, uh subaru and haru and you also get to see some of their very like tragic lives like you know the show starts off hard hit with subaru's parents funeral and that only get sadder uh, as more details about it comes along and then you know very quickly into the episode two you also have like when haru well towards the end of episode one when you have haru like seeing subaru collapse and just remembering her like little brother dying as a kitten yeah and i mean sorry humans but like cat deaths get me more <laughs> they just oh, get me all teary me. and it was just that was tragic i was like they oh have, my gosh do we really have to see this part like go back to the human death i can handle that like <laughs> they have a whole episode and like i swear to god we were like sobbing the whole time it was just so sad yeah they definitely dive deep into both of their pasts and like the tragedy that exists in both of them but that's also why it ends up becoming so special that they kind of find each other because they both like even in very different ways care for each other a lot and i think it's a lot of haru is trying to take care of subaru because like subaru needs to be taken care of and haru is used to doing that with her you know now deceased siblings versus subaru kind of hasn't had a real strong connection with anybody ever since his parents passed and haru is offering him a chance to feel things again yeah it um it it is a lot of fun once they switch the perspectives to really see how the two of them I think in their own time and their own storytelling are starting to find their own connections only to find once the the storytelling is flipped how they're just very much still not on the same page. And I know it's early, but it's just really fun to see how, you know, Subaru's like, yeah, we're connecting. You know your name. I'm going to go get you more food. And then Haru's like, food? Where my food? Oh, you're gone. You just left me. Where's my food? Yeah. <laughs> like- also, Haru means food. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, and I mean, that's probably, I mean, Something I really love about this is it's probably a very accurate representation of what our relationships with our cats are like. Right. You know, is we we look at them through this lens that we have kind of created for ourselves of what they are like, what their personalities are like. But they probably look at us through a completely different lens of what they think about us. And, you know, I think this is honestly one of the most accurate to real life cat human relationships I've ever seen in media. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, aside from the fact that I'm fairly positive that these two are soulmates. <laughs> yes. At least yeah. twin flames. Well, and I mean, if that's not spelled out by the fact that they're both named after the sun and the moon holding hands in the book. Um, yeah, exactly. Then I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was it was a lot of fun just watching 
the cat be a cat um, because the whole like the door is closed and I really need it to be opened um, vibes that I got when Haru was just scratching like crazy at the door just reminds me of living with our cat, the doctor, and how like if we close our door, it's going to be hell to pay. Like, we have to replace our carpet now because we closed doors. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know. And, like, even, like, little things, like, just, you know, Haru wanting to sleep on the laptop because it's warm. Uh, and then the box. When, the, when Haru is in, like, the very just the right size for her spot in the box. Well, I mean, if it fits, it sits. That's how cats make it work. They yeah. just shove themselves in and call it a day. Uh, one time um, I had to bring Ambrose to my parents' house and he was terrified. He did not like it and he was in the bathroom so I let him out of his kennel and he wedged himself between the toilet and the wall so hard that I almost had to remove the pipe of the toilet because I could like he was he got himself stuck and oh, no. uh, yeah it was a process and then as soon as I got him out he immediately tried to go back in. Oh well I mean it, you know to him it was safe there. And yes. I mean, that's small. literally what happened here because, you know, that was Haru running away from Hiroto when he came in to drop off the food that his mom very nicely made for Subaru. Right. Because he keeps stealing all his fish sticks. Yeah, he keeps. <laughs> he's, is that what those were? I was like, what are these weird sausage they're, things they're he keeps finding? Sausages. Okay. And that's he's fair. always just eating these fro- frozen fish sausages. But he is dropping off food. But you know what I love about Hiroto is like, I don't know, Subaru clearly, like, is friends with him, but he's very much like, please, like, I'm trying to be a loner, and, like, this isn't, like, my vibe, and Hiroto's like, that's fine, dude, but, like, we're still friends, so, like, uh, I'm gonna, like, come and take care of you and, like, be around and stuff, and I also just like that he just kind of lets himself in all the time, like, he has very much, like, high school best friend vibes, (laughs) where, like, you know, like, that thing that happens with, like, your friends when you're teenagers, where they, like, kind of start assimilating into your family. Yeah, I definitely had friends like that in high school that would just kind of show up. And I used to take lots and lots of naps and my mom would just let them in and I would wake up to them like just fishing around or dicking around with things in my room. I'd be like, oh, (laughs) we have guests. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what he is again, though? He's like, you know, he drops off the food. After his first encounter, he drops off some cat food for Haru. Like, He's a good friend. Yeah. And I feel like if it wasn't for him, Subaru would just literally not talk to anybody other than uh, Atsushi. That poor guy. He is trying so hard. He's new to being Subaru's editor, right? Is that, yeah. I understand yeah. that correctly? Um, he's just trying so hard to do the right thing and help him. And when he sent him that research and literature and Subaru was like, I don't need this. Don't stifle my imagination. And then he ends up like peeking at it later on. It's like, okay. <laughs> Can I say, um, there was a lot of, the of episode one where i was just looking at the way subaru was acting and i was like man this is what it's like to be friends with lauren (laughs) 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 because you have like the moments in episode one where the edit where atsushi i related a lot to atsushi here where atsushi was like hey i know you like hate doing anything other than being at home and reading and writing but like i think it'd be good for you to go out every once in a while (laughs) and he's like no But Lauren's, like, not mean about it. She'll still, like, say no to you with a smile. (laughs) She's not mean about it. I don't mean that part. But it was just, like, where Atsushi's, like, we're, like... Because, I mean, it's very much, like, Subaru just wants to be at home reading and writing all the time. He doesn't want to do anything else. And I was, like, yep, I I relate to that. (laughs) That's fair. And instead of um, having cats as roommates, she has puppies as roommates. So it's... She does. And real people roommates. She she does have real people roommates. (laughs) But we only care about the dogs. <laughs> Honestly. <no. laughs> but I, you know, I like the little flashbacks to him when he was a kid, like learning to like hate people. <laughs> because that I related to on a personal level, just like kind of uh, intense social awkwardness and social aversion that I especially had at that age was like super real. And I especially related to the part where because this did happen to me where he's in the library reading the book and the other kids are just like, oh, I've read that book. This is what happens. And he's just like, I need you all to shut the hell up. 
Is that honestly how like reading books in public work? I I don't I don't know. I don't relate. So I was wondering if there was truth. <laughs> I mean, it has happened to me when I was younger, like a like a little kid. That's fair. I mean, I guess it's happened to me with movies before, where people think that they're not giving things away, and then they go, "Oh, but like Bing Bong," and then you're like, "What?" Specifically from Inside Out. I'm still not over the whole Bing Bong debacle. So. Oh, I just thought you were uh, becoming <laughs> a super New Yorker for a second. No, so I mean, like, Yo, I hadn't Bing seen bong. the movie yet, and one of my coworkers was trying to talk about it, and I was like, I haven't seen it. Stop talking about it. And then they were like, oh, I'm not giving anything away. And then they went, oh, but like, oh, bing bong. And I was like, why'd you just tell me bing bong died? And they were like, I didn't say that. And I'm like, you implied it. Get out. I know. People, <laughs> yeah, people really have a hard time not spoiling things because they also forget that like words aren't the only way of doing things. It's like emotion. <laughs> so like if I was like, uh, like if you were talking about this and you were like, gosh, I just really love, and this is, I'm just going to say, I guess, spoiler, not a thing that happens. But if you were like, yeah, I just feel like Subaru and Haru, like, they'll never hate each other. And, like, he, like, put her up for adoption. And I was like, yeah, I guess that never happened. Like, you'd be like, oh, so it fucking happened, you know? <laughs> Wouldn't that be so sad if it did, though? And people oh were like, God. but I didn't say anything. And it's like, but you did with your actions. Yeah. Your face, your tone of voice. You're just general vibes speaking of people communicating poorly can we talk about the just my favorite part of these either of these episodes which is when he's in the pet shop and he's misunderstanding all of the uh questions questions. when he's misunderstanding all of nana's questions and she he thinks she's talking about him He's like, I'm a senior citizen. When did this happen? He's like, when did they start calling people their 20 senior citizens? And I was like, welcome to TikTok. (laughs) Fucking seriously. But I just like how embarrassed they both got afterwards. And he's like, I literally want to disappear. And it's like, it's so hard because as a pet owner, I thought all of her questions were exceptionally straightforward. (laughs) Yeah, he's just, you know, not socially adept. And I he's never had to take care of anything else before ever. Right, and he frankly doesn't even know how to take care of himself, even though he tells say, his parents, yeah. "I'm fine. I'm 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 fine." He's not fine. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's yeah, doing. He can uh, he can financially take care of himself, but he cannot take care of himself. Yeah, just literally nothing in his fridge. He owns a nice ass house though, all by himself. Right? I was like, oh, this is this is really fancy. I think that was his parents' house. Well, but he's still a very successful author. Yeah, you know? I was gonna he say that makes sense. To keep his parents' house. And I would believe that it was his own. Like, I believe that. Yeah. I was just going to say, I was kind of hoping the the pet shop gal was going to recognize his name. Or, like, if she thought it was about the the cat Haru and be like, oh, you named it after that author or something like that. I thought that would have been a fun little touch. But that would have been really fun. She didn't. (laughs) But also, that could be very, like, oh, you just want to talk to him because he's, like, a famous author or something, too. Yeah. You know what I love is when they're in the pet shop when he first walks in. That dog that is just desperate to get adopted. So <laughs> cute. Adorable. Also, though, like the overstimulation he's experiencing in the pet shop is how I feel like in Walmart all the time. And I literally <laughs> begin to shut down. It's awful. Honestly, I agree. It's one of the reasons I stay away from Walmart because I get overwhelmed. Every time I'm there. Yeah, I those insane crowds, and it's it's a very specific type of crowd, you know? Yes. Yes. Great for people watching. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that I really, really loved in these two episodes, uh, just Atsushi being, like, a good editor, but, like, a good person to Subaru, and Subaru just being very, like, unappreciative of it. But, like, I like that he, like, straight up was, like, saw him laying down in his, like, living room and just, like, broke in to, like, take care of him and then immediately called someone to replace the window. Like, he's very on top of it. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree. At first, I thought that um, Haru had put the blanket somehow over Subaru, but then it dawned on me that, Atushi. you know. Yeah, Atushi probably did it. <laughs> yeah, I do like that, though, that, Haru, obviously, the entire time is trying to get him to eat, you know, being very aware that he's not eating. And just as like, God, you are such a useless human. <laughs> now I have to take care of you. 
But then the second that he collapses, she's like so concerned. But the second he starts eating, she's so happy. Like it's like pure joy when he starts eating from Haru. Yeah, you have to pay it forward. I'm expecting that cat to somehow show up and be expecting (laughs) favors. That's Um, what I thought. I thought it was going to be a memory about that cat that first helped Haru. And now like all of these cats who did favors for each other are going to start moving into Subaru's house. And it's just going to be. It's going to become a cat hotel. (laughs) A little bit. A little bit. (laughs) I do like that the the second he ate the cat food, he had enough energy to sleep right out the entire rest of his. Uh, manuscript in like 10 seconds which you know good for him he did say he was almost done so it's true but yeah i really do like the uh the change in perspective like when we first watched it it was a little unexpected like we just weren't ready for it and it was like it was amazing um because like you do see this man who's never had to care for anything in his entire life you know, try to navigate this world. And then you see this cat who hasn't really had to interact with a human at all, like also interact with him. And it's great. You get those fun misunderstandings and it's so cute. I love it. I like when you do kind of see some of the glimpses into Subaru's imagination of the situation before you <laughs> change perceptions when he's like kind of taking inspiration from how to write for his book. Uh, which, A, I would read this book about a cat that's trying to kill somebody. Very much down to read this book. <laughs> but B, like, I like, you know, the imagined perspective of, like, the the glowing eyes of the night here to take my life. And I also like... The mafia when, boss. The mafia boss thing. <laughs> when he, like, has the suitcase full of cat food, he's like, for you, boss. Here is my offering. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Or when he steps on the kibble, and he's like, it's a trap. Same trap <laughs> two days in dollar, a row. <laughs> he's got a million dollar baby me. <laughs> yep. When Haru successfully gets Subaru to stop trying to move him off the laptop or and Haru has that really triumphant like face. Oh, and the body just like completely becomes like a big puff ball. It's yeah. just super <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> uh and then like I mean, yeah, there's just so many funny moments throughout this, like that triumphant face or like the post credit scene in episode two when it's like the back pain commercial. <laughs> oh, and it keeps reacting to the commercial because it's just saying Haru constantly. Because the back pain patch is called Haru and she's just like, where's the food? Poor hungry kitty. The only other thing I super wanted to talk about with this is, I guess there's two things, which is kind of the the way the art reflects whenever they have a very special moment like when you know Haru first reacts to her name or at the end of episode one where they kind of realize that they're about to change each other's lives and you have like the the like painted background that's very bubbly and with like the sparkly bubbles with and the sparkles with like the music kind of swelling and it's very beautiful each time yes yeah and then you have like this little moment that's very much passed up on really quickly but it I don't know. It was something that was really like significant to me, which is just like kind of the the sweetness, uh, but also like the sadness that is when he first sees Haru eating, uh, when Haru's eating the offer he was going to leave at his parents' grave. And he's just it's like, wow, she kind of has a mouth like mom's. Yeah, I thought that was very sweet, too. When he said it looked like this cat came out of the grave, I was like, oh, oh, is this when it takes the turn? And like, you know. It's sort a ghost of. cat. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> my roommate is, is a cat and a ghost. My roommate is my mom. <laughs> my roommate is a ghost cat of the deep south. Um, no. Yeah. The anime we're proposing is my roommate is my reincarnated dead mom as a cat. Yes. Which they just had to remove some of that because, you know, it's a little wordy. So they were like, you know what? Just my roommate is a cat. Yeah, we'll explain <laughs> it in the plot. We'll Show don't the tell, plot. you know. <laughs> Who knows? You know, who knows? Who knows? Could have gone any any direction. Speaking of going any direction, I do really want to talk about the music that this show has, because I think it takes us in a very specific direction with the vibe it gives off. So let's talk about the intro and outro for this anime. So the intro is Unknown World by Schrodinger's Cat and Kotringo. Sawagasikumawaru, 
らない愛に振り回され Noel, what did you think of that intro? I thought it was sweet. I enjoyed the little parts where the cattail dances with the little flowers. That was a、it's、good time. It's the best part. It's,、yeah. it's art in and of itself. I think I've been lucky enough to be introduced to animes that have just these like songs that come in so, 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 so hard. And while you know, the song didn't you know, put me to sleep, I still thought it was, it was upbeat, but it didn't feel like it was trying to like, prove something to me. It was just, you know. Da 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 da, kitty music. Da 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 da. So、yeah. I liked it. <laughs> it's delightful. It's a little, you、yeah. know, it's the opening is it's very upbeat. It's, it gets you excited, but not like hyped, you know? Yeah. I, not a whirlwind of noise. It was just, this is fun. <laughs> like a cat. It's so cute. I love it. It brings me so much joy. Like, it just keeps me smiling the whole time. Yeah, it's really delightful. I really enjoy it. But speaking of kind of putting you to sleep, let's talk about that outro because I feel like it's very lullaby like. So that outro is Kimi no Tonari Watashi no Basho, which is My Place is Next to You by Yoshino Nanjo. What did you think of that, Noelle? I think you, you nailed it with、uh, Lullaby. It definitely, you know, it, it was a very calm ending, very slow. You know, it was fine. <laughs> it was just a little boring for me. <laughs> it is a little boring. I'm not going to disagree with you, but I think it, it makes sense because it's, it is supposed to be so soft and sweet. Right. That it almost kind of gets. Too soft and sweet, but I think it's still like okay.、Yeah. But I would never seek this out, I would actively skip this every time. I would put this on for Ambrose if he's trying to take a nap. <laughs> I was just gonna say it does remind me of a cat falling asleep, which I find actually really enjoyable. But apparently, listening to music that reminds me of that is less enjoyable. <laughs> 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 Same. I agree completely. <laughs> but I do like the name and the lyrics. So the song is very much about like how, like, you know, because it, it's called My Place is Next to You. And it's very much about like kind of finding someone that feels like home.、Uh, so it's very sweet and it's very, you know, relevant to the anime. It's very cute. So then let's talk about kind of who we think could have done these songs, which I'm very curious about because they're very unique songs.、Uh, so let's move on to our segment. What modern or contemporary artist do you think would have d i d a good job with these anime intros and outros? Noelle, why don't you kick us off with Unknown World, that opening?、Um, are you guys familiar with the hush sound at all? No.、Um, no. You should give it a listen.、Uh, one of their more popular songs, We Intertwined,、um, it's this band. They don't. Really tour anymore and make new music, but they're a good time. And、um, there's a lot of like piano and just like, I don't know, synthesizer noises. And there's a guy and a girl that both like sing together. Oh my so... God, I do know this song. This song's so good. I love this song. What's、yeah. this song? The We Intertwined. Like vines, we yeah, intertwined. Yeah, I love this song.、Like、oh my God, I haven't thought about this song in so long. <laughs> I love this song. Yeah, so the hush sound I thought probably could do a good job with the intro. Song. It's a phenomenal choice. I literally like, was like, oh, you know what? This sounds vaguely, vaguely familiar. Let me put it on. And the second it started, I was like, oh my God, Noel, you're a genius. This is a phenomenal choice. <laughs> I love this song. And I think you are super on the nose with it.、Yay! It's perfect. I love that、good. song so much. God, thank you for reintroducing that song to my life. I really like that song. You should listen to、um, their first two CDs. I just love both of those vibes.、Um, if you just. Are ever looking for something new to listen to? I 100% <laughs> will. This is our new podcast, The Hush Sound. Hell yeah. <laughs> I went with the band Nine Days,、uh, okay. who sing a Story of a Girl. Yeah. Well, absolutely, story, story of a Girl. I cried a river and drowned the whole、I、world. world. <laughs> I-, I thought the vibes were、It's、close、insane. enough, but I wasn't like married to the idea. I couldn't find anyone close, obviously, because I'm not Noel, who is a genius and picked the best song. <laughs> no, I mean, Remember, you guys did some really great ones for Parasite the Max. So <laughs> I'm just along for the ride. 
Skylar, I'm, I'm curious to see who you picked because you have a very uh, good music library for yourself. Um, I went something that I thought, like, maybe vocals don't match as much, but I, definitely the vibe does, and I think they would do a really good job. But I went with uh, Walk the Moon. Oh, I like Walk the Moon. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. I can hear it. I was just, like, singing, shut up and dance with me. Yeah, I mean, they've all got that very, like, I don't know, excitable, excitable pop that's also got, like, a melody to it kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, so I like all of these choices, but um, this is probably the most hyped I've been on one of these for a bit, just because, like, God, I forgot how much I love that song, Noel. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, there's no better feeling in the world when you, like, just hear a song that you love that you completely forgot about, and it just pops up into your life and you're like great i get to enjoy this all the all time over again. again yeah yeah it's sure. like rediscovering it and it's like you have that warmth of all the memories that you probably had with that song but now you're kind of building new ones and it's it's great uh, music is so special uh, yes, delightful <laughs> uh so then let's move to our outro song which is kimi no tonari watashi no basho noah what did you think for that one so um I don't know why, but it really gave me bewitched vibes, but not the like cest la vie or really fun like let's party, but like blame it on the weatherman or castles in the sky. Do Just you really mellow. Say la vie. Well, sure, yes. whatever. <laughs> like you know the French word that it's that it is cest la vie. And, the, and when they <laughs> sing it, say la vie. <laughs> say you will. Say you say you won't. say you do what you do. Cest la vie. Say la vie. <laughs> <laughs> whatever so they're more slower <laughs> songs from their first album <laughs> i think yeah i think bewitched uh definitely vocally could totally hit this i really like oh, that yeah, definitely. uh what about you sky i went with uh vanessa carlson i feel like wait the biggest... is it carlson or carlton i think it's uh, carlton i think it is okay. vanessa carlton. Vanessa right. carlton the 500 miles girl right yeah the proclaimers um, okay, you're right. It's a thousand miles. <laughs> we'll just double that, and then it's oh, suddenly no, she has a song. song that I love called "White Houses," and it reminded me a little bit of that. Also, my conspiracy is like the middle of that song is the outro to America's Next Top Model. Oh. Um, but yeah, <laughs> on a different episode. I do like White Houses, though. Um, that's a good song. Yay! No one knows it. I went with this uh, this band, or I guess musician that I don't know if you guys would have heard because I only have heard them. I have one song that I know by them, but I love this song so much. It's this musician called AJR. Oh yeah, aren't they on the radio right now? Uh, maybe I they they have a song I really like called Dear Winter. Okay. And okay. if they have a song right now, good for them. Because Dear Winter, I think, was popular like a year or two ago. And I really like it. It's very melodic. It's a little lullaby. It's supposed to be like a song this guy's singing to his future daughter. Oh, that's um, really cute. That's nice. And it's very sweet. And it kind of gave me a little bit of the lullaby vibes that I got from this. And that's sweet. I'll have to listen to it. Yeah, I realize I'm like one of like one of the only people that I know personally that still like listens to the radio <laughs> and like tries to pay attention to what artists are there in hopes that trivia comes back like officially one day and that'll be a useful skill again. But... That's why you and I were always the, the go-tos on the music rounds. Because <laughs> you know everything and I knew what was hot literally two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> I get it a few weeks later because I, I just get it when it pops up on my Discover Weekly. <laughs> right. I was going to say, if we drove, we'd probably listen to the radio a lot more, but... Right. No, that makes sense. But, I mean, regardless, like, I love all of our outro choices. It's really hard because it is such a, like, a like a kids show outro lullaby. It's hard to find a real artist that matches it perfectly, but I think we all got as close as we could. <laughs> um, but I love, love our options for that intro as well. I think this was a solid showing on uh, modern intro and uh, outro artists. Uh, and I think it's time that we move on to some context to kind of wrap this up, get uh, Noelle's final thoughts, and let her see some additional kitty moments. So we're going to do that, and you all stay tuned. All right, we are back, and we saw some additional clips, some additional context, some additional cat moments, some additional human moments, and maybe some even additional spirit moments. Uh, after all that, tell me, Noel, what did you think of My Roommate is a Cat? It's really cute. It's wholesome, and um, I really enjoy it. it. It's it's nice. I don't know. Something, something touches my heart about it. 
I mean, and that's like its intended purpose, right? Like I said earlier, it is uh, a specific genre of slice of life anime that is meant to be almost kind of like so peaceful and healing in a way to watch. And I feel like it kind of achieves that. Yeah, I agree. I like that. Slice of life, <laughs> healing. Iyashike. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, you saw a few clips uh, and you saw a few of those characters in episode one and two. Tell me, did you end up with a favorite character? I still really like the um, pet shop girl. She still seems so Nana. into cats. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think I was really wrong with my first thoughts on her. I think if she could date a cat, she would. So, yeah, I like her. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'm just going to call it here. Homegirl in a bestiality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm wrong there. So, <laughs> And do Juco. Oh, my God. Uh, Skylar, who's your favorite character? And is it based on their ability to have to be into bestiality? <laughs> Honestly, I do really love uh, Nana. I love Atsushi, though. I love how much he fucking loves cats. And he just and how cannot much- get Haru to like him. Yeah, Haru just is not about Atsushi. He wants it too bad. But that's, uh, yeah, Atsushi is phenomenal. I love Atsushi. I love Nana. But I'm personally always going to be a fan of the best friend character. That's why I love Hiroto. True. True, true, true. That's fair. Uh, he's a very good friend. Uh, he obviously becomes even more important as the series goes on. And especially when you see, like, kind of why him and Tsubaru are friends. Because it is very, like, why are you two friends at the beginning? It's even nicer. I just love them both. Uh, but I love all the characters in this. They're all very good. The cats are all very good in terms of their personalities, too. So so um, with all of that said, we have your thoughts. We have your favorite character. So I think it's time that we ask, like, a big question. So at the end of episode one, we have, like, this very sweet moments where each of the two characters, uh, Subaru and Haru, ask themselves a question. Subaru asks himself, what is a truth that you can't find through imagination alone like? And Haru asks, what is a fateful encounter that brings great changes like? Uh, and when they each think about this, they're, uh, you know, seen opening a door together because they're opening the door to a new world just a tiny bit. And I invite you, Noel, to open the door to a new world by asking yourself an equally important question, which is, would you keep watching My Roommate is a Cat? I would. Yeah, it's just, it's nice. It's peace, It's peaceful. I don't feel like I necessarily need to be in a specific mood to watch it. Just going with the flow and relaxing. And it's only 12 episodes, so it's like a quick get through, you know? Even better. You can marathon it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what Skylar and I did and then got a kitten. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all that said, you love to see it. Uh, a quiet success in the book. I mean, all uh, chips on the table here. That last episode, uh, Casey, 100% quiet disappointment on this one. Did not like he it. He hated it. I think it was too sweet for, I think it was too sweet for him. It was boring uh, the whole time. So I'm glad that you enjoyed it because we enjoy it so much. And uh, the redemption that this anime deserves. I mean, uh, to also reference uh, the redemption that Fruits Basket got because now we are talking about the end of this month as we wrap up Redo Month. We got through uh, talking about some anime that were very uh, important to us at the beginning of this series, Kawaii Disappointment, and getting to redeem uh, Fruits Basket uh, with Lauren and now My Roommate is a Cat with Noelle. is a good way to finish out this month. And and, you know, obviously, we had a good time revisiting those animes, but we're not done talking about this anime yet. It's time for Is There an MV for That? AMV, anime music videos. Is there an AMV for that? All right, Noel, you know the rules. I will preface this is not like a hugely, insanely popular anime, so. The likelihood of some more, some deeper cuts existing is rare, but I still invite you to think with your heart and tell us what song and artist will you pick for My Roommate is a Cat? I think this song and artist should have one made. I, I feel 5% confident it probably already exists, um, but this is what I want. I want Hilary Duff's Why Not. Um, I think that would be a good time. That They're would be all so cute. learning about themselves. They're all taking a crazy chance. There should be one made for this. You know what? I will say I don't see many people doing a crazy dance. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Unfortunately, there is no AMV to My Roommate is a Cat to Hillary Duff's Why Not. I mean, I will say all told, though, there's maybe like 20 
my roommate is a cat AMVs. So I don't begrudge you uh, not hitting the mark on this one because unfortunately that is going to be a zero pointer. A little goose egg. today. That's fine. And Aww. you know, there is still a chance that you can get one point though. Because it's time for the super secret, not so secret, probably a secret, but not so secret bonus point. Noelle, is there an AMV for my roommate is a cat to Evanescence bring me to life? So Noelle, do you think this is going to exist? I'm always going to put my money down on yes, it does exist. So I'm going to stay true to that. And yes, it does exist. I'm going to say this is the time you should have taken your cards off the table early because uh, 100% it does not exist. You've played D&D with me before. You know that I will not do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, unfortunate uh, zero pointer today. But you know what? I think your choice was phenomenal. I would like to see someone Aww. make it. You guys, so if you just type in My Roommate is a Cat AMV, the top song is You'll Be in My Heart by Phil Collins from Tarzan. That makes yeah. sense. It's a song about friendship. Yeah, but regardless of the score today, we did end up with a Kawhi success in the book, rounding out a four for four Kawhi successes on Redo Month uh, as we close it out. And we have to then thank Noel. Thank you so much for being on this episode today. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, I love cats and this was a fun experience. The second we knew we were redoing this one, we were like, we've got to get Noelle on it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I'm glad you joined us. This was a super fun time. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And I hope our listeners enjoyed it. I hope you all had a good time, a fun time, a, from the perspective of a cat time, uh, a mystery looming in the darkness time. But until next time, we hope your wait isn't a kawaii disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. And I've been Noelle. Meow. Bye, everyone. Kitty, kitty, meow, meow. Kitty, kitty, meow, meow. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Pod. On Facebook, you can also find the official Kawaii Disappointment group where you can interact with us as well as other fans of the podcast. Or go to our website, kawaiidesupod.com, for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us. And if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. 